Hey there, everybody. I'm Brother Donnie Spano, and here we have our special guest. Uh, here virtually, we have Brother Daniel Owens. Hey, brother. Glad to have you with us. And, hey, uh, sir. Good to be here. Thank you. Yes, sir. So, uh, Brother Daniel uh, has been on my heart, uh, and uh, as I shared with you, uh, Daniel, that uh, it's been coming to my heart in these last days, um, uh, this Joshua and Caleb, this... Uh, what God did in and through them. And I think that there's, as I've dug into it, there's some things that I think is just prominent for us today. Um, and I know the Lord's been giving you some things that are, are uh, connected with that as well. And uh, before we get started, let's go ahead and together, you guys, let's use our faith together and let's go ahead and pray over this time. And uh, because it's no, uh, Jesus himself, he could there do no mighty work in his own hometown. And he marveled, actually. You know, it amazed Jesus that in his own hometown there people would not believe. It amazed him. Yeah. And so, you know, there's only so much one can do if there is an arena of unbelief. And so I'm believing we're talking to faithful people, people that are trusting God that this word, his words will go forth well in this time. So together, let's let's seek him about that. Father, we do come to you, and we're asking you for that, for your helping, the helping of your spirit, that uh, you your anointing would be present, Father, and would enable us to speak in the way that is most excellent, that is of you. We ask, Father, for this, your utterance, your grace to minister well, like the Lord Jesus himself. We thank you for this helping. And Father, we ask for each and every one that you would help us to hear it right. Help us to see it in the right way, Father. That we leave this place edified, encouraged, and enabled to do what you have called us to do and to overcome and to glorify you in this day. Thank you for it, Father. We uh, believe we receive it. We ask that you would bring back to Daniel, to, to myself, Father, any examples or illustrations that are needful in this time, Father. We thank you for it in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. So, uh, you know, and for time's sake, I've been looking at this, and uh, my, I, I'm so thankful the Lord's going to help us. Let's start, Daniel. Let's look at Numbers 13 to start out. And I just want to touch on briefly what so many of us have read. And it's so important we don't just think, I know this, I've read this. Because there are some key components in this thing that can really get away from us. And so if you would go ahead yes. in your, in your uh, scriptures to Numbers, the 13th chapter, and verses 1 through 3. And um, here we see, it says, And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Send you men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel. Notice God already gave it. They're not waiting on him. And he continued and said, Of every tribe of their fathers shall you send a man. Tribes of who? Tribes of Israel. These are God's people. These aren't heathens. These aren't unbelievers. And so he's saying, Send you a man, everyone a ruler among them. So he's also not sending novices. He's not sending people that just got born again last week. He's sending his leaders, his rulers of this these different tribes. 
And he continues in the third verse and says, And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of, of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. Now let's go up to the 17th verse. And it says here, verse 17, Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. And he said to them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwells therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And be you of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they're told, go into this land, and, and check it out. Look at it. And um, they go out, it says the 21st verse, they went up, they searched the land. And 22nd verse said, they ascended up, they went to the south, they went through this area. And the 23rd says, They came unto the brook of Eshcol. They cut down from there a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between two upon a staff. Two grown men carrying this big old cluster of grapes. And they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs, and they actually called that place Eshcol because of those grapes. So now they return, the 25th verse says, from searching of that land after 40 days. And they went and they came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, and they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the food of the land. And they told him and said, We came to the land where you sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, 28th verse. Now this is where they unhooked. And this is where they were given instructions. They were never told, Okay, now tell us your opinion, what you think about it, whether you can handle this thing or not. They weren't told to do that. They strictly were told, look at this. Is it a good land? Does it flow with milk and honey? Uh, what are what are the people like inside of that place? Didn't ask you if, you know, ask you how big, are they big or not? Not whether you could take them out or not. But they came to this conclusion that nevertheless, they said, the people be strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. These are the giants. He said the, Amal the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and Jebusites, and all these people, they dwell, this group dwells in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea. And by, they were, we'd be surrounded by these guys, they're saying. And now the 30th verse, and Caleb stilled the people. He said, all right, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. And he said, let us go up at once and take it let us possess it for we are well able to overcome it he had a complete different perspective yet he's surrounded by 10 other leaders people he's been, yeah. been around him all his right believe in god i mean no you know um have had exp experience with god and yet they're telling him you're crazy there's no way yeah. that you can do this. There's no and notice what are they not? They're not willing to risk. They're not willing to step out. They for them right. it's too high of a price, and they're afraid to risk it all. And when I when I started seeing this, I started realizing some of the reason why believers can't step out like this, 
and have this kind of spirit that says, no, we can do it today. We can have it now. We can go because God's with us and for us. Some of the reason is they have not given their life to him. Why? Because if your life is in his hands, he can tell you go there and do that. Why? Because you are not afraid of death and dying. You're not afraid of losing it all. Why? Because it's not your life anymore. Why are you so afraid to go mm-hmm. do that thing? Because you're afraid you're going to lose what? Your life. It's not your life anymore. And if he can't tell mm-hmm. you go do that today or tomorrow, then you've committed a part of your life to him. You're not fully following him. There's a big separation yeah. and difference. And we'll find that that's what was actually said of, uh, of Joshua and Caleb. They had another spirit. And the scriptures, if we have time, we'll go through. But continuously you'll find it spoke of them that they had wholly followed the Lord. That means the other ten did not. Yet they went to the same church. They were in the same group. Same, knew the same people, heard the same words. But they had another spirit. Because there was this too that had the audacity of faith to fully follow God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you have on your heart there, Daniel? Uh, yes, sir. No, I think you are right, yes, right on it. There's, I see a couple of things there. One of the main things is that uh, what set of eyes are they looking at? And the Lord showed that to me not too long ago, that they're all seeing something. The 12 went out and they all saw something. Ten of them are looking with a different set of eyes. Two of them looked with their spiritual eyes. And they're looking with the eyes of faith. The other ten are looking at what they can see. And the the two, Caleb and Joshua, are looking with with those eyes of faith. And and so it's it's true of today. Uh, The Lord showed me. And it's you basically got two voices uh, Mm -hmm. that's that's speaking right now you got the the prophets of Baal basically the media the news media and everything that the the, yeah. the yeah. mouths of the world yeah. uh, has to say and then you got the mouths of the men and women of God that God has put in our path to speak words of life and words of faith and speak his plan and so we have a decision to make and it's it always comes down to a decision which one will we choose? Yes. And so I'm choosing, brother, and I know you are too, to look <laughs> with the eyes of faith. Yes. And even in a year where there's a, a, a literal world pandemic going on, mm-hmm. I chose at the beginning of this year to look with faith and to say, this is going to be the best year that we have ever had. That's right. And I've had men of God that I know to be prophets of God that have spoken things and have said, this is going to be the, a breakout year, and it'll be a year. Brother Jerry Savelle said that this would be a year that the Lord is going to open a new door, yes. and that we would experience supernatural increase yes. on a level that we've never experienced before. Yes. Well, when you hear that word, it's just like when God said, "I'm giving you the land." That's right. You can hear the word of the Lord, yes. and then He says, "All right, go get it, boy," and you get out there to go get it, and then, uh oh. He didn't say anything about the giants. <laughs> That's right. Whoa, you didn't tell me that there's going to be giants on this land. Yeah. And so you got a decision to make. Are you going to look at what you see? Mm-hmm. Are you going to look at the news? And are you going to look at the pandemic? And are you going to trust what they're saying? And, and yeah. trust what you're seeing with your eyes? People getting sick. Uh, businesses failing. Yeah. 
yeah. jobs being lost? Are you going to look at that and then decide that the word of the Lord is not true anymore? Well, then you'd be a fool if you did. Because God's word can't fail. And when he speaks, you can take it to the bank. And so when you look with the eyes of faith, it doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you hear from the media and from other people. They're, they're speaking what they see. And they're always going to be in that negative vein. And they're always going to speak. Uh, it ain't going to be faith. Yeah. But when you take hold of the word of God, and when God says something and you decide, I'm going to believe that, and it doesn't matter if it, if it kills me, I'm going to believe what you said. That's right. And I'm going to see yeah. exactly what you said is going to come to pass. Then you'll have it. And brother, I'm here to tell you, yeah. it's August. And we laid hold of that word at the beginning of this year, and we've seen it already. Yes, this has been the best year that we have ever had. Yeah. Personally, yeah. in our marriage, in our finances, yeah. in our health, I've been healed of asthma this yeah. year. Yeah. My son yeah. is under is, is, is having a miracle happen right before our eyes. Things are changing. Uh, and if people don't know, I've got a son that's overcoming what the world would call special needs. Yeah. Not much longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Glory Praise to God. God. Our finances have more than doubled. The Lord's added channels to us. Yeah. All in the year of a pandemic where these, these things, things aren't supposed to be happening. Things, things are supposed to be horrible, horrible, right? Yeah. So, so when, when you, you look, look with the eyes of faith and you decide to believe what God says rather than what you see, yeah. it will come to pass. And we're here to testify that it's happening. Glory to God. Praise God. And that's what I want to hone in is that there is this part that we have. And intercepting that land like what you're saying I mean you guys laid hold on that word and held fast to it and no matter what you saw because there I'm sure there was plenty of opportunities to get off that word but you Lady. had this choice that for us that's the way and we're not gonna get off of it and that's what I see here in Caleb and in Joshua is that for them there is no other option there is no other way God's way is the way, and that's it for them. And um, so I want to just go through a few more scriptures, and for time's sake, I'm going to endeavor to really um, surmise this. Um, but let's go to Numbers, the 14th chapter. Hallelujah. And um, let's look at the first verse of that. Um, thank you, Lord. And it said, all the congregation lifted up their voice, and they cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore has the Lord brought us to the land, to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? Notice they're looking backwards. The pandemic hit, and they're thinking, "What? we should be back there. We shouldn't have ever came here. We shouldn't have ever done that. And they have this mentality, not of advancing, but of digressing. And we must watch this. Because here, this is set to be the most prosperous place they've ever been. And what is their initial thought? No, I want to go back home. I want to go back to what I'm used to. I want to go back to what yeah. I'm comfortable with. And what are they trying to say? I don't want God's best. 
they don't realize they're saying this, but they're saying we don't want to advance like you're talking about that word yeah. for this year. There are many people right now, I can sense it in my heart, this has been the problem. It's right there before them, but they're uncomfortable with doing that thing God's showing them to do. They're uncomfortable because, yeah, you've never done it in your life. Guess what? It's a great time to start. When God tells you to do it, yeah. now is the perfect time. And um, so they're looking, like you're saying, at the physical aspects. We were better off there. At least we were surviving. At least we would eat the watermelon that was there in Egypt. Now it looks like yeah. we're not going to eat a thing. And um, thank you, Lord. So the fifth verse says, Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel, and Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, they ripped, their, they rent their clothes. They're mourning. They're entering into to pray with them as well. And the seventh verse said, They spake to all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it, it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not you against the Lord, neither fear you the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is yes. departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Don't fear them. And it said in the 10th verse, but all the congregation... They bade stone them with stones. So here they are going, listen, guys, come on. Don't be discouraged. We can do this. We can go and get them. And they're going, man, we need to kill these boys. They're going to cause us to yeah. lose everything. We need to cut them off. We need to take them out of that job. We need to get, get them out of here. They're going to ruin it all for us. And the glory of the Lord shows up. Wow. Cool. Because our leaders have been praying, because these faithful ones have been entering into their time with God, and it says here, all the con the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel, and the Lord said to Moses, "How long will this people provoke me? How long will it be ere they believe me for all the signs which I have showed among them?" And um, he went on to tell him. If I got to cut off all these people and make of you a great na another nation, I will do just that. And Moses, yeah. by the goodness of God, prays for them. Prays that they be spared of this. And if we go up to the uh, 20th verse, it says, And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word, speaking to Moses. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. It was, this is why this was so important to God. Because right now yes. what these men and women are doing by murmuring and complaining and talking about, let's get them out of there. We need. They are yeah. not glorifying God at all. And mm -hmm. God, he said, I must have glory in this earth as truly as I live. This is God saying, as long as I live. That's kind of a joke to me. He's going to live forever. He said, as long as I live. He said... Yeah. <laughs> all the earth shall be filled with my glory, he said. And he went on in the 22nd verse, he said, because all those men which have seen my glory, notice there was no excuse for them. He said, they have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness 
and have tempted me now these ten times. God was keeping count. And have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they shall not see the land. What? These are the leaders of Israel. These are men and men that followed after God. They had relationship with yeah. God. And they are not going to see his promise. They're going to yeah. miss out. While these two others are going to see it. They're, they're laying hold to what they missed out on. And, you know, we are actually, this is brought back to us in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and it's connected with failing of the grace of God. And so this is not, I want to say that because this is just as real for us today in this new covenant, that there are things just like you're saying, brother, that you guys, you and your ministry and you and Felicia personally, you have intercepted right now because you made Mm -hmm. this kind of choice that we will serve God. He will be glorified in our lives. And there was something about what they did, both parties that glorified God and then dishonored him on the other aspect. And now for time's sake, we won't go there. But if you ever want to see it, if you go to um, Exodus, is that it, Lord? Yes. Exodus, the 19th chapter and Exodus, the 20th chapter, you'll find where God had Uh, bid for Moses to come up to the mount and gave him Mm -hmm. the commandments. And it said that the people themselves, they were told for three days, you you keep yourselves, you purify yourselves. So much so that even husbands and wives took time away from one another to seek after God and get their hearts right. And he said the Lord is going to show up in three days later. And the Lord showed up and that mount, Sinai, was completely covered in the cloud. And they saw, it said that there was a great fear and reverence for God that was over them. And they even were so reverent in this time. They said, Moses, you talk to us, but don't let God talk to us anymore lest we die. Oh my, they saw God in a way that was so tangible. They had experience with Him. And, and there, when we have this kind of knowing of Him, there's no excuse to not do what He's telling us to do. And that's, that's the right. difference, the fully following him. Let, let's look at that, brother. Um, let's look at Numbers 32. Thank you, Paul. Numbers 32, verse number 13. <clears throat> I went too far. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord, as I've been meditating on it more and more, this is the very presence of God. You know, the children of Israel, when they... Yeah. It was known. They were known by the glory of God all around them. It, it was said right. to them that when they went in the daytime, what they were endeavoring to follow was the pillar of cloud by day. The very glory of God was something that was so real to them, it was tangible. And yet yeah. you and I have a greater covenant today where that glory is right here. Only Jesus said in in some of his last final prayer here on the earth, he said, Lord, the glory that you've given me, I have given them. And he was speaking of his disciples and everyone that would believe on him through their words. That's us today. You looking for the glory of God? If you're a born again creature, you don't got to look too far. It's the glory of God. And so here in, in 32, 13, He said, and the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel. He made them wander in the wilderness 
40 years until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was consumed. And behold, you are risen up. This is what he was telling another group that did not want to go and get the inheritance that God had for them. And he said, Behold, you're risen up in your father's stead, an increase of, of sinful men to augment yet the fierce anger of the Lord toward Israel. For if you turn away from after him, he will yet again lead them in the wilderness, and you shall destroy all this people. And they came near to him and said, We will build sheepfolds here for our cattle and cities for our little ones. But we ourselves will go ready armed before the children of Israel till we have brought them unto their place. You know, I think what I wanted to see here was, <clears throat> thank you, Paul, was that the very words that went forth from their forefathers, they it was said that it discouraged the hearts of the people. And that's what it was. It was 32, 1 through 12 that we were, we were to read. And it said, now this children of Reuben, the first verse of Gad, they had a very great multitude of cattle. And they saw this land, and the place was a place for cattle. So they, they have the cattle, they have the cattle land. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben came, and they spake to Moses and to Eleazar the priest, and unto the princes of the congregation, saying, um, giving these names, fourth verse, Even the country which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land for cattle, and your servants have cattle. Wherefore, said they, if we have found grace in your sight, let this land be given to your servants for a possession. Right? They're looking for their inheritance. And bring us not over Jordan. And Moses said to the children of Gad and, and to the children of Reuben, Shall your brethren go to war, and shall you sit here? And wherefore discourage you the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord has given them? This was what these men and women before had done. He connects it up here where he said, um, Behold, you're risen up in your father's stead, the 14th verse. They had, when someone hears something from God, and they are set to go do it, and you hear that in Joshua and Caleb, they said, Listen, guys, today we can go get this land. God, if he's pleased with us, they're bred for us, and we can have this today. And they brought up, they said, we need to stone these guys. We need to get them out of here. They were discouraging that vision. They were discouraging what God had enlightened inside them. And God took it very personally when they did that. And in fact, so much so that it dishonored him. It did not glorify him. And I, I, I've seen this with well-meaning individuals. I know even... Our father in the faith, um, Brother Ken, uh, uh, Keith Moore, he talked about you know a well-meaning minister early on in his life, and he was going to go to Raymond. He said, the the minister said, there's plenty of you know, um, there's not many young people like you right now that could minister to this group here at this church. They're in a small church in Mississippi, and I'm sure he meant well. But what is he and what is he touching on right now? extinguishing a vision and, and I want that to be seen if he had not continued and and checked his own heart and went I'm supposed to go to Raymond because that's what was it came up to him he thought you know I he said can't this was something that the the Lord impressed upon him the the gentleman that asked him he said can't the Holy Spirit you know uh, strengthen you show you anywhere and he said he just didn't understand it, but he knew he was supposed to go there. And so, I don't want to uh, 
What word do you need us to go with? Yes, sir. Go with me if you will. Let's go to Joshua 14 briefly. And um, we're going to, here in Joshua 14, you find Caleb's response. And Daniel, if you have anything on your heart, sir, that, you know, that you sense, please, sir, uh, uh, we want to hear it. Thank you, Lord. Yes, following your lead, friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There are, um, hallelujah. I know in, in, in our life personally, we're going to Joshua 14.1, 14.6 rather, Joshua 14.6, that um, when we were to go get training uh, for the ministry for full time, and we had, we were leaving the best of churches in my eyes. I mean, wonderful place. And we were getting trained for ministry big time, right there in that church. And yet I knew in my heart we're supposed to go. And at that point in time, there was a, a launch for the studio there in our church and for what is now faith school and someone well-meaning brother love him dearly in the lord was you know we're just about to go we're we're setting making our way and they they had mentioned to me well you know you're gonna miss out on this and i'm thinking yeah that's what the enemy's been telling me for the past two weeks you know that we're gonna miss out on this fifth you know, arm of the ministry that we've been connected to. And I just, but I knew inside me, God is dealing with us to go. And this is, why am I saying this? Because this is directly connected to the promised land. There are going to be people all around us that are not going to see what you and I see. And if we're waiting on them to see it before we do it, it's going to be way too late. Way too late. And um, so here in the sixth verse, then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know the thing that the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning me and you and Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. That word made the heart of the people to melt. It discouraged his brethren. When they were out there talking about, no, we can't do it. No, stop talking about it. Stop looking at that. Stop. They were discouraging that vision. They were discouraging those people. And that's why he tried stopping them. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, God, if he's pleased with us, he's for us. This might be impossible for us, but we're not alone. We got him with us. We can do this. And he continued. He said, um, "He said, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses sware on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon your feet have trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses is corroborating what he just said. And he continues in the 10th verse and says, And now behold, or look, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, now notice this. They spot out that land. And they were in that land for 40 days. Not a single giant messed with them. You hear me? Not a single Anakim, not a single Amalekite. They were completely untouched for 40 days. And yet they're so disbelieving that God will give it to them. 
he had already spared him for more than a month. And yeah. now, so he said, here I am, Caleb saying, I'm strong, I'm alive, God's kept me alive, as he said, these 40 and 5 years. If you and I want to be able to do these great things that God's, we have to be willing to hold on long, as long as it takes. He was willing to hold on for 45 years to do what God called him to do. And you have to mm -hmm. think, he's sticking around the same ones that disbelieved for 40 of those years. Yeah. Day in and day out. Thank God he had Joshua to go, hey, Hebron, mountain, not long, brother, not long. We're going to be there soon, right? He had an encourager with him. Yeah. But for 40 years, they're still around that unbelieving bunch. And he continued and said, I'm 45 years now since the Lord spake this word to Moses while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, look, I am this day 85 years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then... Even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. Oh, my. Can you hear this faith? Why? Why can one be so bold to say this? Because he had wholly followed God. And it doesn't matter who stamps their approval on it. When God has approved of what you do, Men are sure to follow. It may not happen overnight. But when you and I do this, like you're saying, brother, why is it that you guys are abounding in this fruitfulness in this season? Because of this very principle here. That audacity of faith, that willingness and obedience that I'm going to do what God shows me to do. Whatever it costs me is not as important as pleasing the Father in all that I do. Yeah. Yeah. And it made this man as strong at 85 as he was when he was 40. Praise God. Yeah. It enabled yeah, him yeah. to enjoy that promised land. So, uh, thank you, Lord. I think that there's some people today, brother. They need to look up. They've been believing God for some days. They believe in God for some years. And they, at this point in time, have no more to do than to go, Lord, thank you. I've done what you've told me to do. Now give me my mountain. I'm ready for it. Give me my mountain. And I, I can sense it in my heart right now, brother. This is the year, like you had said, a double-double kind of year where people are laying yeah. hold and taking it. Why is it so important? It goes back to the glory we had talked about. God said, this earth is supposed to be full of my glory. Right? And in fact, that's a wonderful prayer. Mm -hmm. Let this earth be filled uh, with His glory like the waters that cover the seas. God wants mm -hmm. to be glorified in this place. How's He going to do it? When people like you and I step out and lay hold and take our inheritance. You want to know the key about inheritance? You don't have to work to get it. Inheritance means you step up and you receive what is yours. It's like any will. You show up to that calling, right? And they're going to read you off and go, All right, Brother Daniel, this is, what, this is what they have left you. This is your inheritance. Well, you did nothing to achieve that. And that's what we're talking about. 
God has an entire yeah, gospel. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. I was just going to say that the uh, we read the and we pray often in our church, and we do here with our family as well. The the, the prayers in Ephesians and it talks. It, Paul was praying for him. And he said, "Lord, I ask that you open the give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you." that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they may know the hope of their calling. That's the promise of God. That's yeah. the, the mountain that you're talking about. The hope, the, the, the confident expectation of what's set before me because I've been called into yeah. the family of God. Yeah. And then he said this, and I think, I know for me, we skip over this this middle one because we want to get to that power that's working toward us who believe, right? The third thing that yeah. he prays. Those riches of yeah. Open the eyes of their understanding so they may see the greatness of your inheritance yeah. in the saints. Yeah. And I know for us, our breakthrough has happened this year because when it comes to God, yeah. he's got one thing on his mind, and that's his people. Mm-hmm. And people are what matters. And when we made our minds up that we no longer live for ourselves, but we live to love God's people and to help yeah. them in any way that we can, then he said, okay, now I'm going to give you the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. So with God, it's always people. And that's what the inheritance is. And that's what we're about to step into, brother. And I'm, I know it. Yeah. I know it down in my door, as my pastor used to say, that we are, the church is stepping into a time where we will be filled. And I know, like you said, the glory is in us. But he's going to manifest himself to those people that believe him. And it, it is time to make up our minds now. What are we going to do? Are we going to continue to try to live for ourselves? Or are we going to seek God's plan for our lives? And in doing so, are we going to open up ourselves to not just live to ourselves and, and for ourselves anymore, but to and for other people? And as we do that, and as we just turn loose of everything, and we step out and we do what God tells us to do, and that includes not being afraid. That includes not hiding, not that's probably not the word, but not clinging to religious tradition. I know one of the biggest things that he's had on my heart lately is for, and I'm, I've just been spending a lot of time praying for the body of Christ and praying for the people's minds to be open, yes. because you can't reject the power of God and expect to receive the blessing of God. You're not going to be in on this in this feeling of the glory of God, this last move, this this glorification of the latter house. If you say no to the power, why? Because the glory of God is the spirit of God, is the power of God. You can't say no to the glory and then say, Lord, show me your show glory. Me. <laughs> oh, so Resist my with one hand and, and accept with the other. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. My heart, and I know yours, is the same. And as a matter of fact, I believe it'd be good for us to just pray as our time is running out here that the Lord would open the eyes of the understanding of of His people. He's got people in all different walks of life, all different denominations, all different circles, all different camps. Mm -hmm. And some of the people have never heard the very first faith message, but they love Him. And that's who he's yeah, looking right. for. Right. And he will get his word and he will get the the equipment and the, the resources to those people to be able to come up to a place where they can step into this this glory of God that's about to fill this earth. Hallelujah. Yes. So, brother, can we pray yes, for yes. the people? And, and, and as you said that, and that's what I, 
if this, if anything that was said in this message right here, if you find yourself on that other end, even if you have not fully yeah. followed him, it's not too late. That's the, please. That's, that's right. This is in the right tone. I, we love you. We want to see you do well, and that's what yes. we are for. Each and every person out there, we want to see you get your promised land. We want to see you fulfill yes. your call. And do what God has placed for you in this earth. We want that for you. And that's the only reason why we say these things here. Is because there is a separation whether we get it or not. And we do have a part as laborers or workers together with God. And so we're going to release faith and we're going to all pray together here. And I think that was wonderful. Father, we we do. Together we, we pray this. We ask for each and every one that will partake of this but even if maybe they don't even get this broadcast we release faith for the church for this one flock one body thank you father jesus connected that when he said in in speaking that the very glory you gave him he has given us he was mentioning that because we would be one 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 father and for right now we pray for each and every one no matter denomination no matter what, those whose hearts are after Jesus, who love you. And Father, we ask that you would give us this spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, and that we would know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of glory of your inheritance in us, and what is the exceeding greatness of this power that you work toward us that believe. That same power that you worked in Jesus when you raised him and everyone that believed on him from the dead to newness of life with you, citizens of heaven forever, as we yield and follow you. Thank you, Father, for this. Thank you for causing each and every one to lay hold and to hold fast and to cause this season, this year, to be grander than ever. In Jesus' name, uh, be glorified in it, Father. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hey, Lord. brother, thank you so much for taking this time with us, sir. It is wonderful yes, fellowship. And uh, we love you guys. Yes. Praise God. We'll be seeing you soon. Sir. We love, love you too, too brother. brother. Thank, thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Bless you guys. We'll see you soon. Hallelujah. Thank you.